Good morning, Life Church Bath. It is such a joy and an honor to be with you here this morning that we get to connect um, in such unique circumstances. You know, it's such a, a time that, that we can connect in a way that we've never connected before. James and I were uh, queuing up at Sainsbury's the other day, and like most of you, we were out in the sunshine with our distancing between one another. And I said to James, why don't we look back in time, at, in history and time, and look at this, this opportunity we got to queue at Sainsbury's in the sunshine, shout at people in front of our of us in the queue just to really know what it is to have a conversation in just a different way. And um, I think it's really key that we look at this time with um, an attitude of gratitude on what we can experience in a way that we've never experienced before. So one thing that I'm experiencing this morning for the first time is actually speaking to an, into a camera. And like most of you know, I love that personal connection with people. And so what I decided to do is to rent a crowd this morning. And Dom is going to just scan across and show you who my congregation are. They are indeed a very good looking bunch of people. So they're going to be smiling out at me as are you this morning. So let's pray before we start. Father, I just thank you for this unique opportunity to gather and connect as a family. And this morning, Father, as people are sitting in their living rooms or on their bed or wherever they may be, I just pray that your arms would just wrap around them, that they would sense your love. Father, I pray that your wraparound presence would come and infiltrate and penetrate wherever these people are sitting, standing, lying, whatever they're doing, that your unforced rhythms of grace would come and fill their body, their mind, their soul, their spirit, and that would, they would experience your presence. We just commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So guys, this morning I really want to delve into Mark and we're going to look at a portion of scripture and then I'm just going to share for a very short portion of time. So if we look at Mark 2, I'm going to read quickly. It says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door, while he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived, carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man onto the mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. And later on in verse 10, he said, Stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And the man was healed. What we find in the story that is just so beautiful is that when Jesus turns up on the scene, the place gets crowded. Why? Because his presence attracts us. God's presence attracts people. We're so pulled into the presence of God. Another thing that we find um, with his presence is that it actually creates problems, good problems. Places get crowded. And what I really believe is that when the season is over, when lockdown ceases to, to, to be, then people are going to be attracted to church and to us as his family, not because of a great worship team, not because of an eloquent speaker, but rather because of the presence, the presence of Jesus. 
And the presence always draws a crowd for one reason, because deep down we all have a need for him. We have a need for Jesus. I remember when I was a young girl, I was 18 years old, and I moved over to the UK from South Africa. And um, one of the things that I found that really struck me is that the difference between Africa and the UK is that in South Africa, there's always someone who needs something more than you do. You never see things thrown out on the street. You never see washing machines or things left on the side because there's always someone who's in more of need of something than you are. And when I came here, there was a real sense that, um, a sense of apathy in the atmosphere. It's almost as if people didn't have a need of God because they had everything they needed. Something was lacking. And then not long after that, Lady Diana died. And there was an opportunity, there was like an open heaven in that moment because there became an awareness that if Lady Diana could die, then maybe I could too. What was going on in the spiritual atmosphere was so key. It was a kairos moment for the church to really meet a need, a cry in people's hearts for Jesus. And I really believe it was a missed opportunity in many ways. But what I believe now is that we as a church, as the body of Christ worldwide, have got an opportunity, a kairos moment again to meet a need. And that need is for Jesus. So I want us to be okay with the fact that having a need is important. Because when we have a need, that requires a savior. When you don't have a need, there's no need for a savior. And I want us to realize that this need that we have for Jesus has brought us all together. And why don't we have an expectation that this need is going to cause the Father to display his power and his glory on the planet in a way that we've never seen before. That the very thing that we didn't even know or the world didn't even realize they needed, he is coming to meet in this moment. The Holy Spirit wants our needs to come to the surface. Why is that? Because when a need is hidden, it can't be met. But things are coming to the surface and I, I want us to be okay with that. It's healthy because when Holy Spirit can become Jesus to the world and to us, powerful and beautiful things are going to begin to happen. So the core of what I really want to share today is that Jesus has all that we need and he is all that the world needs. Our hope is found in one name only and it's the name of Jesus. He is enough. In the story, these men take the stairs to get to the roof. And in biblical times, houses were designed and structured in a way that there would be a stairwell either on the side of the house or at the back of the house so that people could access the roof that way. God is doing something in this lockdown. He is preparing us. He's depositing something in us of great value. And I believe as the church, we're going to have to take the stairs. And I want to explain what that means. We're going to have to take the stairs to access what he is doing. And by this, I mean that we are going to creatively do what he is calling us to do and receive what he's calling us to receive in a very different way. 
I love the faith of these men. They have such tenacity, such hunger, such desperation to, to get their friend on that roof and lower him into the presence of Jesus. And I believe if we can't get through the front door, we're going to have to access by the roof. The Bible says, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers also. Do not be deceived. That word do is a Greek word, and it holds the idea of creativity. It means someone who can use a creative method, understands how to access the Holy Spirit inside of them to creatively get to Jesus. Creativity brings the breakthrough. The ability not to have a formula anymore to access the presence, but to be so desperate and so hungry for his presence that you're ready to take the stairs and then you're ready to lead others to follow you to the rooftop. Another thing I really believe is how we steward this present season is going to be key in how it propels us into the next season. How are you stewarding your time? Are you just binge watching Netflix? Or are you really stewarding this time well? How are you stewarding your body? I've been really challenged in this season. I've downloaded an app um, called From Couch to Five Miles in Nine Weeks. And it might take me until Christmas, but I'm jolly we're going to run five miles by the end of the season. I'm determined to steward my body well. What does it look like to steward our soul well? How are we feeding our soul? What are we feeding it with? Are we feeding it with negativity? Or are we reading powerful testimonies about how God is moving and working during this time? How are we feeding our spirit? How are we feeding our, our spirit with the word of God? That this word be your truth in this season. This is our bread, this is our life. It's determining how we propel ourselves into the next season. I've seen it often where two people come out of a season. The one comes out rejoicing and celebrating and grateful, and the other one comes out whinging, moaning, and having a bad attitude. And I see the way in which God uses those people in the next season. It's so key, the way we steward the season. Another thing I've become acutely aware of is that there are two fears that are bouncing around in the atmosphere right now. There's the one fear of contracting COVID-19, and there's another fear of lack. Tozer said, a scared world needs a fearless church. What does it look like for us as the body of Christ to be fearless in the season? Jesus was never afraid. He was the most relaxed, chilled out, peaceful person you would ever meet. We need to be that to the world. What does it look like for us to be salt to the world, a beacon on a hill, a light in the darkness? What does it look like for Christ in me, the hope of glory, to bring an encounter of Jesus to the world? But let's start with those closest to us. What do our family members need right now from us or the people that we're in lockdown with? Because you see, a need on someone is a target for us to connect with them in a deeper way. What about our family members? Some of them perhaps just need appreciation. I just think of all of those mums with young children at home. They might just need their husband to say, hey babe, I really appreciate all the hard work you're doing right now, that you're not necessarily getting the break that you usually get. 
Some people might just need affirmation, words of affirmation. Others need connectiveness. Look at all the influencers on Facebook at the moment posting videos and funnies. They're desperate for connection. Some people just need acceptance. And this is something I want to talk about. No matter where you are on your journey, don't judge others for where they're at. They're in another place. Let your life be an example and an encouragement to them. Don't judge them, just accept them. Some people need support in whatever ventures they're creatively deciding to do in this time. Other people need undivided attention. Some people just need personal space. They don't like being in lockdown with so many people and they just need some time on their own. Let's be sensitive to the needs of our family. Then what do our neighbors need, our, our physical neighbors? I've got a neighbor who is desperate for connectiveness and I'm messaging her during the day and we're having a laugh. What do your neighbors need? They might need you to bake some bread for them. That's what one of my friends is doing or help them in some way. What can you do? What does our city and our nation need from us? They need us to abide by the laws of the land. They need us to just come into a line to what, of what they're asking us to do. What does our city need? Our city needs us to show gratitude. The NHS, the gratitude that's going out to workers that are really laying their lives on the line. Let's be an example of what that looks like. And then lastly, what does the world need? And I honestly believe right now it's one name and it's the name of Jesus. The world needs Jesus. The world needs to encounter Jesus, our healer. More than ever before, he, they need a radical encounter with Jesus, the healer. The world needs to encounter Jesus, our provider. You know, what does it look like for us as a church to be generous in a time of famine? We don't have to worry about tomorrow. We don't have to hoard things. The word says, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. If he looks after the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, how much more will he care for us, his kids? We don't have to hoard and store. We can be generous with what we have. This is an opportunity that we can be like the church in Acts. We can truly share so that no one in our family is in lack. You know, I was talking about um, what does our spiritual family need right now? I've been hearing incredible testimonies from, from people about how they serve in our family. One couple who's just had a baby became acutely aware of older people in our congregation who might not have access to online screening and are really missing that feeling of coming to church and connecting with us on a Sunday morning. So what this couple did is they took it upon themselves to burn DVDs and, and deliver these DVDs of these Sunday morning services just so that members in our church can feel a part of what we're doing. I just think that's creative. That's just loving people well. We're stepping into something so beautiful and so unique. What about loving our neighbor? When we walk down Sainsbury's and we see that last box of Cheerios or last roll of toilet paper and you know that you've got a box of Cheerios at home, don't buy it, leave it for your neighbor. That's what love looks like. It's this is practical guys, but this is what we can do. We're meeting a need in a beautiful way. The world needs to see the church operating in signs and wonders. 
I want to read you an incredible testimony just to encourage you this morning. A pastor from Hong Kong who is connected with the church in Wuhan learned that the entire church community with which he was connected was infected. The pastor of this church was also a little bit afraid at first, but then when he got up to pray, he realized that he could not fall into fear like this world. So he reacted with faith and prayed for the whole church together. Later, the whole church was miraculously healed. And not only that, the government began asking them to donate blood to help other patients because they found that the blood of this community had healing powers. This is the blood of Jesus. Let's begin to speak it over our nation. Let's believe for signs and wonders to be operating in this season because I want people to stop and wonder who's behind that. And then we get to say, it's Jesus. It's Jesus, one name only, Jesus. The world needs to see a church that is motivated by love and compassion. This is what motivated Jesus. Even when he was tired, the crowd is, the, when they, he was moved by compassion when he saw a crowd that was desperate. They had a need for healing. They had a need for deliverance. They had a need for an encounter with Jesus. And he stopped and love and compassion motivated him. This is what the world needs to see in us. Jesus in us, moved by love. And all the signs and wonders that we're believing for and expecting for, if it's not motivated by love, then it's worthless. Let's be motivated by love, church. And then finally, the world needs an encounter with a person of peace, shalom peace, the person of peace who is Jesus. When the disciples were on a boat and the storm was raging around them, they were in lockdown. They had nowhere to go. Jesus was fast asleep and they woke him up and he said, why are you so fearful? Have you no faith? And I really believe we can welcome the person of peace, Jesus, into our homes, that he resides with us. When people encounter us or even walk past our, our residential buildings because we're inside it, they feel peace because Jesus is in that place. We owe the world to be peace. We owe the world fearlessness. We owe the world love right now. It says in Psalms 35, 27, let them continually say, great is the Lord who delights in blessing his servants with peace. He delights in blessing you with peace this morning. I just want to end this morning by reading a last scripture. And I want the scripture to provoke you to think, provoke you to pray, provoke you to discuss this in your life groups. What does this look like for us? It says, Beloved, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. What does your soul prospering look like in the season? You know, this word prosper in the scripture, it means not just, it's not a financial thing. It's what does my soul look like to prosper emotionally, spiritually, financially, in every way, what does it look like to prosper? Because really financial prosperity is having enough that you can meet all your bills and having enough left over to bless others. And I really, I'm gonna pray in a moment for all of you, but talk about it in your life groups. 
What does it look like for all of us to come out of the season saying, it is well with my soul. My soul is prospering. So before we say goodbye, I would love to just pray for you all. And if you, wherever you're sitting, wherever you are, if you just want to just close your eyes and extend your hands to receive what the Father's going to deposit in you this morning. Father God, I just thank you. I thank you for every single person right now who is watching. Father, I pray that you would come in and you would minister to their spirits. You administer to your, their spirits your peace, your, your love, your perfect love that casts out all fear. I just want to declare over you, it is well with your soul. I just want to declare over you that the blood of Jesus is running through your veins. You have an immunity, not to be foolish and do silly things, but you have an immunity in the spirit. Carry it well. Father, I just thank you that every single one that is watching, we're going to come out of the season with a deep revelation of what it is to have a need of Jesus, to have a restoration of our first love, our first love being you, Jesus. We want to be wherever you are. There's nothing like your love. There's nothing like your love. And Father, we just know, we're expectant that after this time, we're going to have a revival of a people who are absolutely, extravagantly in love with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, have an amazing week. It's been incredible just sharing and speaking with you this morning. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.